Thanks for downloading this podcast from RNIB Connect Radio. It's that time of year again when I catch up with the chief executives of some of the UK's and indeed the world's leading sight loss charities. We look back at 2016, we look ahead to 2017 to find out what are some of the successes, some of the challenges, some of the big campaigns that the chief execs would like to tell us about. Well, today it's the turn of Sally Harvey, who is the chief exec for RNIB. Sally, thank you for joining us. Thank you, Alan. Good to be here. So, 2016. Let, let's have a quick look back then um, at, at what that's meant for RNIB and, and the RNIB group itself. Uh, what will be the sort of standout things for you? Well, I think uh, 2016, we have to, of course, acknowledge that that saw the retirement of our, our chief executive in Leslie Ann Alexander. So, so Leslie Ann left us in September after 12 years at, at the helm. So that has to go down as, I think, uh, quite a monumental event in 2016. Indeed, it, it was. You know, and, and the charity has gone through some really big changes over that time, really to keep it fit for purpose and ready for the 21st century. It has. And I think one of the things I would, on Leslie Ann's behalf, reflect on is actually the shift for RNIB to a membership organisation that has moved us into a very different place over the last few years. And of course, thinking actually back to this year, in which year we moved to a different place again with the launch of RNIB Connect, which really sees us aiming to connect to many, many more thousands of blind and partially sighted people going forward. And, and yeah, absolutely, connect, connecting and helping them to progress with their own lives, but really putting them almost partially in the driving seat as well to say what they would like from the charity, what they see the challenges and successes are, and helping them drive change. I think that's right, Alan, but also about connecting with one another. We're all part and parcel of a, of a much wider community, and actually the more we can do both in terms of the formal and informal networks that we have to support one another, the more successful and the more we'll get done overall. And talking of reach, I think one of the things that I'm very excited about is the rebranding of, of Connect Radio and actually the really good news, quite recent news, that the listenership of Connect Radio is significantly up. So year-on-year increases in the numbers of listeners and of course that provides us with a fantastic opportunity to get relevant information out to customers directly into their homes so huge opportunity there to take advantage of going forward so almost ending that isolation for many who probably feel cut off because of sight loss absolutely we know that sight loss can be a very lonely place whether that is as a younger person where Actually, there are relatively very few young people with sight loss across the UK. Or, of course, the loneliness of old age. Old age can be a lonely time anyway. But actually, if you've lived your life as a sighted person and then having to cope with all the challenges that sight loss can bring in later life, that's a very, very difficult time for people. The charity continuing as well through 2016 to campaign on behalf of blind and partially sighted people. So lots going on at Westminster, lots going on with MPs as well. That, that's really been quite a driving force. It has. Campaigns is a big part of what we do. And again, 2016, certainly one success that I think I'd like to reflect on. And that is the campaign that's been taking place over many years to ensure that healthcare information is available to blind and partially sighted people in their preferred formats. So this year, 
that campaign success came about on the 31st of July, which meant that all healthcare providers must now provide information in a format their patients can read. So huge success, and actually the message now needs to be out there, ensuring that blind and partially sighted people are asking for that information in the format that they need. I always find that one quite strange when we discuss this, Sally, as we have done on many of our shows, that getting health information for someone who has a visual impairment in an accessible format, you would you would immediately think, well, yeah, they'll get it in large print or Braille or, or in audio, but that just hasn't been the case, even for appointments for, for eye clinics. Absolutely right. It doesn't they're thinking about, does it? I mean, in terms of what should be a pretty basic right to uh, confidential information and information that, of course, actually, if not received, leads to people missing appointments that can have a, a lasting impact on their lives. So absolutely staggering that that right isn't there and that healthcare providers are not meeting their, their customers' needs. And all this for the charity driven by the bedrock, if you like, of fundraising, because you know, without that, RIB wouldn't be able to do the work that it does and support the people that it does. That continues, though, to, to be a challenge for many charities, and including RIB. It does. It's pretty difficult out there at the moment. The external climate for all charities, and RNIB is no different in that respect, continues to be challenging. But against that backdrop, I think we're, we're doing fine. We're, 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 we're holding our own. And of course, said the motivation for that is without those funds, we can't do what we need to do for and with blind and partially sighted people. It's what, it's what drives us. I mean, 2016 has been a very busy year and that will continue, no doubt. But 2017, what's that looking like at the moment? Well, we're focusing on developing our plans for actually not just yet next year, but the year after that as well. So we, we have a run in over, over two years. The focus that we want is to ensure we're reaching more people. At the moment, RNIB reaches just over 100,000 people. Um, that's in terms of our, our direct provision. Of, of course, we do reach many, many more in terms of the success of our campaigning work, for instance. But when we think there are over 2 million people living with sight loss, there are 360,000 blind and partially sighted people registered. The fact that RNIB as a national charity, the fact that we only reach 100,000 actually I think is quite shocking and we need to be relevant to more people, not just so we can provide services, but actually so that we can ensure that people are supported to benefit from the services of the very many other charities and organisations and statutory services that are there and can help. Some pretty big figures there, Sally, when you talk about the people already living with sight loss and indeed the amount of people who may soon come to look on charities like RNIB for for help and support. But you know, people still seem to think, you know, sight loss is just something that comes with age, you know, I don't need to get my eyes checked all the time. There's some very simple messages that seem to be still quite difficult to, to get across. That's right. You named one of them there, and that is that people just think, well, it's part of getting older and they aren't aware of the support that is, is available. Things like books. We know that talking books make such a difference to people who have enjoyed a, a lifetime of reading and think they're having to, to give up on, on that. So, you know, those services and support are there for people. I think the other challenge for RNIB is, of course, the Royal National Institute of Blind People. And actually, people don't necessarily think of themselves as blind. There's been a lot of successful work done this year in raising the profile of partially sighted people. 
a really successful social media campaign, actually, which asked people to think differently about how people see. That's um, really gained some um, momentum, actually, in terms of sharing that message with, with the public. So 2017, really more about extending that reach and connecting RNIB and connecting blind and partially sighted people even more to, to get the message out there, get people using the services as well. Um, if we were to look back just once again, Sally, this year then for yourself, I mean, what what would the highlight be? I know you've, you've taken over from, from Leslie and Alexander. That was a, a huge change for you. Would that be your top one or anything else perhaps for, for the year which stood out? Yeah, I mean, for me personally, of course, that huge privilege actually to be asked to lead RNIB, you know, absolutely huge, huge privilege. But actually, it's not about me ultimately. What this is about is what RNIB is there for, which is supporting blind and partially sighted people. So when I look back over the last year in terms of successes, I certainly would want to, to celebrate the launch of RNIB Connect. I think, like I said, the opportunities there to, to build that community of blind and partially sighted people is ambitious and very exciting. Talking books I mentioned earlier, well, actually, we've increased the number of talking book listeners by 11,000 new customers this year. So that's over 30% increase in customers. So definitely one to celebrate. And I think I would also have to mention again the accessible formats for, for healthcare information, given how critical that is for, for people's lives. Well, so quite a year for 2016 and indeed uh, more challenges and more successes to come, no doubt, in 2017. For the moment then, uh, Sally, we'd like to wish you a very Merry Christmas, a Happy New Year, and thank you for speaking with us on RNIB Connect Radio. Thank you very much, Alan. Really enjoyed that. Thank you. For more downloads like these, visit rnibconnectradio.org.uk slash podcasts.